you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza, and I want to welcome you to the second in a six-part series with Arlene Wallace joining us from Ontario, Canada. This is part two of the series, Intentional Parenting by Arlene Wallace. Now, Arlene Wallace was born in Jamaica and now resides in Ontario in Canada. She's the proud mother of Noah, age 23, an educator and a passionate advocate for all single parents and their children. Arlene, welcome back to Decide to Transform. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, Thomas, Lisa. Thomas, I appreciate it. And we're, we're happy to have you. And you mentioned Lisa, my co-host. So I'm going to introduce Lisa here. Guys, Lisa <laughs> Berry is my very close friend and business partner. We are podcast producers together. Now, Lisa is the host of the show Light on Living, the internet radio show on Ohm Times Radio, and a founding faculty member and counselor of the International Academy of Universal Self-Mastery, IAWESOME for short, a holistic nutritionist, a life coach. And we have a lot of fun doing radio shows together. Yeah, Lisa, right. welcome. It's, it's a pleasure to have you back on here. Oh, thank you so much. I love doing all the series that we do. And Arlene, you have such a passionate heart for this. You're, you're, you're pulling me right in and, and I'm buying it all. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> this, thank this... you, Lisa. You make it so much more fun. And Thomas as well. No, thank you. Yeah, it, this is a lot of fun. I mean, you know, if we're not having fun, what's the point, right? We can talk oh, about serious, yeah. serious subject matter, like parenting, which is pretty serious, yeah. but we're going to have fun doing it. No question about it. And, you know, Arlene, I'm, we're really looking forward to today's conversation because the focus is on dialogue. Yes. Right. Yes. You've written about the importance of dialogue between parents and their, and their children and between other people. So, yeah. And Lisa, you have also mentioned constant and continual dialogue. So, yes, tell us all about this. This is the focus of this episode. Well, Arlene, I had that question. Um, I, I just so intrigued on this because I have parents, I don't have children. So it's, I'm so curious as to how to have constant and continual dialogue with a child without being in their face all the time and just asking like, how are you? What's wrong? Are you okay? Did you have a good day? Like I'll just always asking, mm -hmm. always asking. Or going on the other side of things like, um, Hey, do you want to go like too much friend friendshipy and not like having a dialogue that is it's fitting as a parent as opposed to not you know, like the child thinking, ah, oh, they're just trying to be my friend or this or that. So how do we have that constant and continual dialogue with the child and, and 
have it be have it work okay so this is what i've learned you know it's not easy um communication i don't think people realize the importance of words i've learned that in order to form a better relationship, a more solid relationship with my son, I have to express the words to him from my heart that really means something to him. And it's constantly finding different words because if you are actually passionate about your child and you want to decide, first of all, with self-love and self-value, self-care, and you have the right words because they're there. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you'll take the time to find the right words. Now, you mentioned, uh, Arlene, just a second ago, constant mm -hmm. so what does that look like in your mind a, a constant dialogue well what that looks like to me is again consistency is repetitiveness and repetitiveness changes things so you've got to constantly reinforce what you're feeling again choosing the right words to build on and express that to your child love that mm -hmm. um the did we lose arlene by chance no, Sorry? no, we're all still here. Oh, yeah. no, are we here? Okay. Yeah. Yes, we you are. Know, I thought that was absolutely so good when you said express words from my heart. That means something to him, to the child. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is highlighted so many times where we are expressing from our heart to anyone, another person, but it doesn't land with them. They don't get it. It doesn't mean something to them. And you, you said something so key there. You have to keep finding different words. Ooh. It's like, Trying, you're like, I know, I know what I mean, but they might not know what I mean. So I got to keep saying mm -hmm. it in a different way until it lands with them. Right. Remember, love is a language. And if there is something that they don't understand, you've got to express that. For example, I'd be like, no, are you okay? Do, I, do you understand what I'm saying? What am I not saying? What am I saying? What can I do differently? What can I say differently that you will understand? It works. Yeah, they'll ask questions probably. Did Noah ask yeah. questions back to you? Like, absolutely. Yeah, well, how would that look? What does a dialogue look like between you and Noah? Okay, for example, I will say, okay, Noah. And he's come such, oh my gosh, he's learned how to differentiate what a true friend is and what a true friend is not. Wow. Okay. Because we'll <laughs> give examples, right? Like, Noah, if they truly care for you, they will reach out to you. 
they will ask, how's your day? How are you doing today? Did something happen? Why do you sound like that? Did something happen today? So communication is like a river that just flows. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, you know, one of the things that you're hinting at here, Arlene, that I think all parents can relate to is that this isn't necessarily something that a parent is born with. This is a process. So if you, right, if you wouldn't mind, take us through what, um, you know, what has worked for you and Noah on the dialogue and communication front and what has not, right? Oh my goodness, let me tell you. I'm sorry about that. No worries. You start with a not so that pe the listeners might be able to recognize themselves like, ooh, Perfect. wait, that's what the dialogue I'm having my, with my child and it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what for me, the not is I was constantly wanting to get my point across, not even really thinking of the importance of him getting his point across. So I was constantly, I felt like, after I take a, a step back and I reevaluate, like I was nagging him, okay. just nagging, mm -hmm. do this, do this. Did you hear what I said? Do this, do this, <laughs> that type of thing. Right. And he would just literally, because of my tone and how I was saying it through that tone, he would just tune me out. And sometimes he would just walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So with the positive now, mm -hmm. I've learned that that method was not methodical at all. I've learned that just like myself, I need to stop and listen because his words are just as valuable as mine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't constantly be over speaking over him. Right. Because it will indicate to him, why bother? Okay. Because she's not valuing my words. She doesn't care about how I feel. Right. Okay. Those were so good. Oh my gosh. I, I, was, I think, and that's not only for parents, but oh, I, I have a little slogan. Your, your tone could tune them out. <laughs> I don't know about your tone. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think everybody, whether you're a parent or not, listening out here, you could completely relate to this, to someone saying, hey, did you do this yet? Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Did you do this yet? Did you do this? I asked you three times. Did you do this? <laughs> we, can, we can all relate to that. Yeah. Uh, Arlene, thank you for, for sharing that. I was very curious. Yeah, what hasn't worked for you, right, when we talk about communication? And how did you turn that around, Arlene? Like, okay, so you stop and you go, okay, so I'm asking him constantly, did you do this? Do you even hear me? Are you talking over him? So what does it look like now if, if, you, if you really are in the same situation? Like, did you put your bag away after school and you're not getting the answer? What, what changes did you make? How do you ask that differently? How do you communicate that differently? Well, again, it's all about where your mind is, your mindset at that time. Remember, we can't act out of our own emotion because it's always about them. So what I do, positive, I will look at 
his body language first. I know that may seem a lot and totally out of bearing for most people, but you just look at how the person is just by looking at them visually first. Then what I will do, I would ask the question first, is everything okay today? How was your day? And then get a dialogue going that way, putting my issues first, I mean, sorry, behind and putting his first. We've got to learn to put our children first mm -hmm. in certain scenarios. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The observing is, is really smart. I like the body language. Um, not everybody can see this because it's a podcast, but I have very active eyebrows. My eyebrows <laughs> Me, so it's my hands. They're oh, very expressive. Oh. And my mother would always know how I was feeling with my eyebrows. And if they weren't moving, she'd be like, what's wrong? Your eyebrows aren't moving. <laughs> So I'm glad that she, it actually, I valued that. I felt loved. Um, and yes. all you have to do is just watch my face. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's so deep. Yes. It, it shows you care. I like yeah. that. It's, it's like, oh, and that's the one thing too. Um, um, caring about people shows the, lo the love and teaching. So I, I wanted to ask you, when we, how do you communicate with Noah um, when you're teaching him something? Uh, you want to show him how to do something like the life skill that he needs. Okay. How, do you step up as if you're like, you know, a, a teacher or a, like, what's the difference between a friend, a mom and a teacher when you are teaching him and giving him life lessons? Well, there are different types of parenting. There, there's the, author, the authoritative parent and the authoritarian. The authoritative is very demanding, militant type. But the authoritarian learns to build a relationship while teaching and while earning that respect. Because as a parent, you still have to earn respect in order to get respect. Wow. So right. as for me, I always tell Noah that when he was in his teens, for example, I always do comparisons. Um, or I always teach him to use empathy by saying, how do you think you would feel if you, would, or you were in this person's shoes? If this happened to you, stop, think about it. I always say, stop, look, and listen, Noah. Okay. So, for example, when he was a teen and he had just gotten his braces, he was eating all kinds of stuff that he wasn't supposed to eat. He used to love popcorn, for oh, example. Yes. And he's not supposed to eat popcorn. <laughs> so I would sit and I'd watch him and I'd be like, are you enjoying that popcorn? Remember, anything happens, look at your teeth before and look how you will because his mouth was very, very crowded before. He had to extract five teeth, I'm sorry, tooth, before putting on the braces. Oh, wow. So it'd be like, you ruined those braces? That is like a mortgage payment mm -hmm. for the roof that you're living under. Uh -huh. Or yeah. even for school. You constantly go to school and not figuring out exactly what you want and you don't do well, 
That's a mortgage payment, Noah. That's a car payment. So would give those little analysis, and he's picked up really well. Uh, uh, yeah. Equating, yes. Okay. Yeah. Learning oh, value of things. I like that. I, like, um, I like that. Yeah. Relating something. So he goes, okay, braces. I have braces. Oh, roof over the head. I've got a roof over the head. Okay. That's the, <laughs> that's the equivalent. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think it's helpful to, uh, it's, it's a helpful way to let people know that things do cost money. Oh, <laughs> Orthodontia <sure>. costs <laughs> money. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and Arlene, you've written about a balance here, a balance. And this is something that, that Lisa and I both wanted to discuss with you here today is you know, a balance between, in the dialogue, between an overbearing parent versus one that is not at all overbearing mm -hmm. or demanding, that in fact is like a friend, too friendly. Yeah, w would you say some more about how you've achieved some of this balance between you and Noah? Okay, so how, like I said, um, how we've achieved this balance, Noah and I, is first and foremost, we've learned to value each other. Okay. We've learned mm -hmm. to think about each other, you know. Um, when I need his help, because of that value, that self-worth, because through me learning to communicate with him, it did create that balance where it's a give and it's a take, give and take, you know. Mm -hmm. When I need his help, he's there for me unconditionally. Right. And when, before no one ever used to ask me for help, but through the constant development and the consistency of learning to communicate and just respecting his worth, his <laughs> words, showing that he is valuable, A, it built confidence in him, where now he comes to me and asks me for help and says, mom, what do you think of this? Mom, can I ask you something? Mm -hmm. That wasn't Noah before sure, when sure. the badgering was going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I love that question because um, as if, if, if we are too much that friends and we don't have that respect that I am your parent mm. and I love you and we can do fun things together and interact and do activities, but there needs to be a, a role maintained that he, that you would be the person he could come to, not to, um, Absolutely. not to, tr not trick you, not to get you to be his friend and allow him to do something that he shouldn't just because you don't want to disappoint him. You want to do the opposite rather. You want to demonstrate that you have, you care about what his mm -hmm. choices are and what he's doing. And then he will too. Um, I have a, a reverse question for you, Arlene. As your relationship improved with Noah through communication, did yours improve with your mother? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. okay. Actually, Lisa, mm -hmm. can you hold on that question? Mm -hmm. Just to say a quick statement. If you're not, remember, the balance is being that good parent and being a disciplinarian. Yes. Okay? You can't, dis that balance, you can't be too much of a disciplinarian and you can't be too much of an authorita authoritative, dictative parent either, because that's, you're not going to reach anywhere with that being said. 
if you're too much of a friend with your child, there's no way they can value you as a parent. They, they can't value your thoughts. They can't value your, your actions either. Yes, yeah. agreed. Right. So going back to what you asked, um, you know, Noah and I have come such a long way, Lisa. It wasn't an easy road because I had to relearn, unlearn what I learned and relearn. And let's just be that example for him. And through that example, it created that stability for him. And it created that drive for him. Oh, yeah. Stability. I love that stability and knowing. And so that, that was where I was curious. Um, as you experience the stronger, more communicative relationship with Noah, like, does that change your relationship? Not just with your mom, but I guess with everyone. Like, mm-hmm. like oh, it did. Because, like I said, through this experience, my mom and I, (laughs) it's funny, she saw how I was with Noah, and that whole thing just transformed our relationships. Noah was happier, Noah was at peace, Noah just has goals, and he, if he needs our help, to accomplish, he will come to myself or my mom. He'll sit. Oh, it's it's awesome. Yeah. Aww. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, as always, a process. So, Arlene, what would you say your your biggest lesson was that you had to unlearn? Because for the listener, I'd like to bring them back to what you said a minute ago. This has been a process of unlearning for you. What did you oh, most God. feel you had to unlearn? For sure. Well, culture has a lot to do with how you develop Mm, your environment. Okay. So I come from a very strict culture. My father, because I'm, we're from the Caribbean Mm -hmm. and normally we have very strict practices. Okay. So, for example, my father was all about education, education. You cannot step out of that box. Otherwise, it's hell on wheels. Hmm. Um, My mother, and this is where we've got to be careful, because sometimes, as parents, we live our lives vicariously through our children realize not realizing that our children have different dreams different goals different ambitions especially given the era that we live in mm-hmm. for example i wanted noah to be a teacher i was pushing him pushing him okay. because kids gravitate to him mm-hmm. but that is not his calling so That's part of the reason why he didn't do well in school initially, because I was pushing him to take what I wanted him to take. And so he kind of interpreted that as, okay, fine. 
So anyway, um, with that being said, we have developed an understanding that you are an individual. Your goal is your goal. Let's support what you want to do. I will back you in what you want to do, because if it's something you want to do, you will have great success. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a big one to unlearn that, to yes. have to unlearn yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. These aren't my, these aren't the child's goals. They're mine. And, or what, uh, or what the parent might believe the child's goals are, because as a mom, you're looking at Noah um, and observing him and thinking, wow, keep people are really coming to him. He's good at this. Yeah. And then I like that you said he has interpreted that he should just do that because he's good at it as opposed to um, listening to his own. And I, you have, now I have to ask, what does Noah want to be, yeah. do? Be. What does he want to do? What what did he what is his calling and passion? Noah's a computer guy. No, okay. I think okay, so from what I understand, I always forget the term, but it has to do with like digital animation. Oh, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even think he wants to stay in North America after oh. he's done. I believe he wants to go to Japan. Nice. Anime. <laughs> Uh, well, beautiful. See, I'm glad that he expressed that, and um, that's a, uh, sorry. Just so, uh, yeah, loving that to unlearn that mm -hmm. to to move forward. Um, in in the communicating with you know communicating styles, is it important that um, we recognize when it's not like? What are some cues that Noah gave you that he? It, <sighs> Is it, did he pull back? Did he not communicate with you at all? Did he start oh. um, getting angry with you? Was he disrespectful? How, what are oh. cues that a parent can witness? Lisa, that was such a danger point in his life, in our lives, because I realized the cues in time, thank God I picked up on it. He was actually self-isolating a lot he was so much of an introvert um i'll be honest at one point i literally took him to a psychologist because i saw the signs of depression okay he wasn't speaking a lot noah is so humorous and that humor was not expressed at that time during that time. So okay. change, change in not just behavior, but a, a change in, um, what do you call that, Tomas? It's not behavior, it's change in how they're acting, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a change in attitude, in, in, mm -hmm. in behavior, uh, just mm -hmm. a change all around, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was scary. I bet. How do yeah. we know when a change in behavior is not, uh, as our child grows up, they're transforming, they're hitting puberty, they're yeah. changing schools, maybe they've had yeah. a move. How do you recognize as a parent and communicate with them how, if it's just growing pains or there's something truly wrong like what you did? You, you saw that and said, oh, we, we've got to go get some, seek some help. Mm -hmm. Okay, because again, it goes back to self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And once you develop that, you will know the characteristics of your child. And when it's out 
of balance, you as a parent will know. Because, for example, I just said that Noah has a very, he's so humorous, very, very funny. And um, normally over time, with that, that develops. It's more and more and more when you're having family conversations. You know, Mm -hmm. you're at peace, you're laughing, there's joy. Mm -hmm. But if it goes the opposite way, it diminishes. And just going back to body language, looking at the person and the facial, because remember, your expressions speak louder than words. Body language speak louder than verbal. Oh, yeah. So if you are self-aware, you will, you will know because the humor is not as there. If it's there at all, it's not as there as much. Like I said, if it's there at all, it's, it's just like buried. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned self-awareness. And for the listener, this was part one of our series on intentional parenting. We focused, the three of us focused almost entirely on the importance of self-awareness. So we know that we're going to work that in as the foundation for pretty much everything in life and all of our experience. And I love the joy that you came out with that, because um, I think that's a good that's our check-in point, joy and yeah. joy and love. And so as we're communicating, if it's not bringing us that peace or joy or love or respect, and it's bringing something else that maybe not be so great, then we've we got to check in. That's our check-in point. And say, hmm. And I love one of the lines that you said is, um, ex- you, you say, ex- express love in word and deed. And you were just talking about that, how it's shown. It's not always just you know, said, I love you and then call it a day. You know, it's, it's all these acts of concern, interest, uh, paying attention to uh, doing a deed, like, come on, let's go find some help for you. And I would just love, as I know we're wrapping up, but I love how, um, could you share with how communication within the community is important with you as a single parent, as a parent? Yeah. Yes. Because There's so many different platforms to that, you know, again, going back to each individual having their own gifts. Communication in community is stepping outside of yourself and giving back. Communication helps to build community because we all have our own struggles. And once we come together in unity, Remember, unity is the key to making change, to build, to transform, to tear down, and to build back up. That's what unity does. It creates life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's wonderful. It, it creates life. It, it, yeah. These are themes that we'll explore. We've explored on all of the shows that we've done so far, the importance of community. And again, the piece of self-awareness. So what, if you're out there and you're a parent, whether you are a single parent or whether you are not, and for those listening who are not parents as well, all of this applies to human beings, groups, communities across the board. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
And I would like to just share that um, Arlene, Arlene Wallace, <laughs> is you, you're working on your book. It's nearly complete, actually. Um, you'll be starting off with a contributing chapter. But I'm, I'm just loving that. I would just like to ask in this particular frame now, um, your intentional parenting communication. Yeah, intentional parenting, communicating that with that intention. What is our intention as parents or people in the community supporting children. What is what is the intention behind communication? What is that piece that you'd like to share with everybody? The intention with communication is if I had the ability to go out there and teach the world on how to become amazing parents, how to eliminate stress, the importance of eliminating stress, developing your yourself, your, your self-worth, that literally would change the world, would change the way people look at single parenting and not condemning yourself, mm. but turning this into something that will definitely elevate you and just make a difference where there's less self-condemnation, you know, and just finding your self-worth, building on every aspect of your life, education, finance, health, making your life the value that it is, understanding that your life is valuable and while you're here why not make the best of it mm -hmm. oh, i love that yeah uh, and that's that's a beautiful way really arlene to wrap up but before we wrap this show up here is there anything else that you would like to say about communication and dialogue for parents just that dialogue and the way you dialogue makes all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Intentional. It intentional does. Dialoguing. <laughs> yes. Right. Intentional dialoguing for intentional <laughs> parenting and constant and continual dialogue in word and deed, verbal absolutely. and nonverbal. Yeah, absolutely love that. Well, and Arlene, you're working on a book and congratulations on that. You'll be doing a contributing chapter. Anything that you wanna tell the listeners about this upcoming project first, before we wrap up? So this project is basically birthed out of my heart. Okay. Based on my experience. All right. <laughs> sharing experiences and as you just mentioned that's how we build communities mm -hmm. that's right each one teach one you know i love it yes and arlene for those people that are out here listening that would like to get a hold of you maybe find out more information about the project that you're working on or to get some support some suggestions uh, advice from you on intentional parenting how would people go about reaching you Sure. So I, again, I live in Canada, mm -hmm. Toronto, and the number is 416-738-6003. 
Okay. Yeah. So for those of us dialing internationally, it's plus one here for Canada, 416-738-6003 to reach Arlene Wallace. All yes. right. Yes. Well, Arlene, this has been such a pleasure to have you on the show again today. And Lisa and I are delighted that you could join us. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, all thank yous go to you and Lisa Thomas. Thank you, Arlene. We'll see you guys next week for the third episode. <laughs> all right. This has been Intentional Parenting with Arlene Wallace on Decide to Transform. Everyone have a great day and we'll see you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.